It's the rendezvous with Simon Marcel. Bonjour, it's Simon Marcel. My accent is French. If it's the first time you're joining the rendezvous, bonjour and welcome. Have you ever used or heard the expression, it's as good as it gets? And yesterday, my friend Jeremy, who's a dear friend of mine, was having a fight with his girlfriend, called me up because he wanted to go to some spots by without her. She felt excluded. She, I mean, and for good reasons, because he never takes her out uh, to any sports club. And then he said, oh, you know, he got mad. He called me from his car outside. I can't believe this. She doesn't understand. You know, I have to go with my buddy. Simon, you know, I don't go with the girl stuff, the girl's night. I said, yeah, but that's, with you, it's three, four times a week, the boy's night. So that has to stop. And I told him, I said, listen, what you have now, it's as good as it gets. And he said, what do you mean as good as it gets? It means the grass is not greener next door. So compromise, my friend, instead of always thinking the next partner might be better. It's not true. And that was my advice for him. You need my advice? You can call me now, 855-905-8255. If you've been touched by love and you want to share that story, please call me now, 855-905-8255. Viviana, bonjour. Bonjour, Simon. Bonjour, Viviana, and thanks for calling the rendezvous. I want to hear what happened on that fabulous date of yours. Uh, yes, well, um, it's the time that my current uh, boy- boyfriend and I um, met each other. Mm-hmm. Uh, he came to see me in a show. I was in a comedy show, and uh, he came to see the show, and at the start, he says that he noticed me, and by the end of the show, he was already in love with me. Just watching you do the show? Just watching me do the show, yes. <laughs> what, what part or what, let's say, because I haven't seen the show, what was the show about and what part you had? Um, so it was a comedy sketch show, and um, we were all uh, performing different parts, so there were different scenes. Uh-huh. And um, there was one in particular where I played like an overbearing mother, and there was another one where I was a driver and lots of different sketches. And um Afterwards, we uh, had a drink at a bar, and he said that he liked my sense of humor, and he liked the different characters I was playing, and yeah, he was just smitten by the end. And were you smitten by the end with him? Actually, it was a one-side thing at first. I I wasn't as uh, taken with him. I thought he was a really nice guy, um, but uh, it was it took a couple of months before I, I saw him again at a party, and that's when we really sparked. I see. Well, listen, thank you for sharing that story. You know, it, anything can happen anywhere. We understand. Thank you so much, Viviana, and, and good luck to you guys. Thank you. Thank you so much. Have a good night. Good night, Simon. Now, question for you. Do you believe in love at first sight? Let's talk about that next. Do you believe in love at first sight? Meaning, just like my last caller, Viviana, you go somewhere... Could be at work, could be at the gym, could be in a train, in a plane, at an airport, at a grocery store, wherever. Somebody is there, you look at that person, and bang, that's it. Love at first sight. Do you believe it can happen? I do. I do. I believe, A, because it happened to me. Two, because I believe in the universe power to put two people at the same place at the same time for this to happen. It's rare, but it can happen. And I'm going to tell you a personal story of why I believe in it so much. 
And that story is next. Do you believe in love at first sight? Lightning striking you and all, le coup de foudre, as we say in French. Le coup de foudre, lightning strike. I believe in it because at 16 years old, I entered the first day of high school at l'école Sévigné in the 6th district. And I swear, came in front of me the most charming, blonde hair, green eye woman who was the same age than me, Sabine, that I've never seen. And I really felt, I, like from the universe, an energetic second in me of pure delight. And I, all I wanted to do is spend my time with her. She didn't feel the same right away, but she did. After a while, we were in love together for two years. It was, for me, the first time I felt love at first sight. So I believe in it. And I'm going to actually see if you do too and put a post on my social media at Rendezvous Radio. Do you believe in love at first sight? Go vote and you call the next on the rendezvous. 855-905-8255. Any question for me? That's the number. Bonjour, Lorraine. Bonjour, Simon. How can I help you? So, my boyfriend and I just moved in together, and everything is going really well, except one thing. When we go to bed at night, he wants to snuggle, and I just like to have my own space. I even like sleep with my own blanket, and it makes him kind of upset, and I just don't know what to do. So... (laughs) Um, it, this is this is a real dilemma for many people, by the way. So I totally understand um, the the snuggling and the cuddling and all of this. So it's like for ten minutes, for fifteen minutes, it's all night long. If it was up to him, what are we talking about? I mean, if it was up to him, I think it would be all night long. Maybe at least until we both fell asleep. But I can't fall asleep if we're like tucked in together. You know. I get it. Okay. What did you tell him? How did you explain that to him so far? I've said, you know, I, I need my space, I need my sleep, I need to, like, just be my own person at night. And he just sort of will roll over in a huff, and then, you know, we end up going to bed mad, which, you know, isn't good either. Well, listen, here's the way to explain that to him. You said, listen, we are all, you know, programmed differently. It's not against you, honey. Use that line. It's not against okay. you. It's who I am. And I, I feel like you think it's against you and you react in, in a kind of a passive-aggressive way that makes me uncomfortable because for all my life and for the rest of my life, I need to have my space to sleep. And so I can't change that just like I can't change you. So we got to accept each other as we are. So, you know, we, we can agree like, I don't know, whenever it's time to go to sleep that, you know, we say good night, good night, kiss, whatever it is. And then I need my space. Or option number two, tell him, we're going to have to have different bedrooms because I cannot not have a good night's sleep. And you open up the conversation for him to say how he feels, understand this is not against him. And also what he's doing is not against you. But we have to respect for each of us, for relationship to work, how we all need the, the place to be so we can fall asleep. Yes. I love that. It's true because I do love him and I think he's great. I just want to make sure that, you know, we're both well rested and able totally. to it, be it's, there it's, for each other when we're awake. A hundred percent. And I understand. And that's why I think instead of keeping an unspoken or pretend it's okay, it's better to speak up nicely. And remember this, Lauren, men are always grumpy when they're hungry, like me, actually. And so always talk to you, man, after you have feed the beast and you man... He's well-fed and ready to listen, okay? 
Okay. That's All great. right. <laughs> That's straight from the beast itself. So good luck <laughs> with that talk, and I think you will have both of you. Thank you so much for calling. Thank you. When do you think it is the right time to talk about your sleeping habits with a new partner? Let's talk about that next on The Rendezvous. When do you think it's the right time to talk about your sleeping habits when you start a relationship? And I ask you this because my last caller, Lauren, you know, she said, Simon, I have a problem that I know I don't want to snuggle and cuddle when I go to sleep. Sleep, I just, I need my space. And her boyfriend wanted to cuddle and we could do it all night long and she can't. So when is it the right time to talk about your sleeping habits? It's once you know that you're going to spend nights together and there's a potential for future, right? So at the beginning, it's not necessary because, you know, we go back and forth and all that. But pretty quickly, don't be uncomfortable. Don't be afraid. After a few ooh-la-la, if you spend the night and the first night doesn't go well because the person cuddle you too much or you cuddle the person too much, please say it out loud. Say what you want because it's not against anyone. We are different and we need different things and that doesn't stop a relationship. You know what kills a relationship? Stay with me. I'm going to tell you that next. So say you met somebody, you start this relationship, you start spending the night together, ooh la la, you know, and then, you know, sleeping habits, you know, are are different, so you need to talk about it and say it's not against you, things go well. But what really can kill your relationship when it comes to sleeping habits and things like this? It's not to say it. It's to not say it. It's the unspoken. Because I don't know about you, but... Me, when I go to sleep late at night, like after the show, at one point, I too want to be left alone. And if that doesn't happen, I'm, I'm a grumpy bear. So the unspoken is what kills relationship. Never what you talk about. It's what you don't talk about, the danger. Keep that in mind because it's an advice my therapist gave me when I was 15. It has helped me tremendously. Talk about things and talk about things softly. You calls are next with your questions on the rendezvous. Any question about your relationship? 855-905-8255. Bonjour, Nathalie. Bonjour, Simon. Bonjour, Nathalie. How can I help you this evening? Well, I was wondering um, your uh, opinion about polyamory and open relationships. Recently, I'm thinking that maybe some of my relationship uh, feelings about monogamy might be what I was raised with versus uh-huh. what's actually natural. Uh-huh. In, so in what context are you? Did you meet somebody that, or what, what is, what is the context of you starting to wondering one way or the other? Yes, I feel that in my last few dates have been men that are expressing open relationships. Mm-hmm. And you would rather have an open relationship or an exclusive relationship? Um, as of right now, it's been on my mind and my heart to have exclusive, to have monogamy. Mm-hmm. And because dating has become harder for me because I feel that men are more open, I'm wondering if I should be more open. Is it more natural to just understand that ooh-la-la is just ooh-la-la? <laughs> well, here's the thing. Natalie, men, most men, wish they could have ooh-la-la with a lot of women they like. They don't look for the exclusivity right away. Emotionally, we are built differently. Women, 
wish for exclusivity if they like somebody. And don't wish, if they like somebody, they don't, they don't wish to like two or three people at the same time. If they have feelings, emotions, attachment, then just like you, Natalie, they don't want their man to be, you know, making love or ooh-la-la with other women. So I don't think you should change. I think that you have to hold your ground. And if you accept the proposal of a guy who says to you, I like you, but I don't want us to be exclusive because I want to date somebody else and don't have to answer to anybody, that's okay. That's the rule in America. So until you're exclusive, you have no rights on anybody. But you, Natalie, have to protect your dignity, your integrity, and who you are as a woman. And I cannot advise you to say yes to all those proposals because polyamorous is a different psychology, I think, than yours. And I think it will upset you to know that the man you like is having ooh with different women all the time and there's nothing you can do about it. Yes, thank you. No, see, good advice. <laughs> thank you. All right, Natalie, good luck to you. Be strong. Always follow your intuition. Thank you. Now, I'm going to go help somebody who sent me an email because he needs my help to organize and plan the perfect Valentine's Day date. That is next on The Rendezvous. If you have a question for me and you can't call me, what do you do? You email me your question at therendezvousshow.com. Miranda, what's going on with Dan now? Dan says, bonjour, Simon. Bonjour, Dan. I am taking my girlfriend on a romantic trip to Chicago for Valentine's Day, but I am worried that she expects me to propose. Mm. I want to do romantic things because I love this woman, but marriage is not on the table right now. What should I do? Ah, Dan, that's a great question. What do you do if your girlfriend expects you to propose on Valentine's Day and you're not ready for that? Stay with me. I'll tell you what to do next. What would you do if your partner expects you to propose on Valentine's Day, but for you, marriage isn't on the table right now. So what can you do? And that's the email Dan sent me at therendezvousshow.com. Dan, there's one thing to do to make sure that doesn't happen. It's just in the next 48 hours, make sure that she knows that, you know, you don't believe in proposing on Valentine's Day. Use a friend story like a friend of mine, you know, um, proposed on Valentine's Day and, and, and I just I just don't feel that's the right day. I wanted to make very special. So, you know, I just don't believe in that. She has to know. So she's not disappointed in expecting that, that this is not happening. So use a friend story or any story or my story or anything. So she knows it's not coming and then have a great evening with your girlfriend and Go from there. Your calls and your questions are next on The Rendezvous. If you have a question for me about your relationship, 855-905-8255. Bonjour, Rachel. Bonjour, Simon. How are you? I am good. Bonjour, bonjour. How can I help you this evening? So I've been dating this guy for three months. Everything is going great overall, except for one thing. He will never spend the night at my apartment. And he tells me it's because he doesn't sleep well unless he's in his own bed. So at first I let that go. And then I asked, well, can I sleep at your place? And then he tells me that his roommate is very high maintenance and doesn't like guests. Well, this has been going on now for three months. And I finally just decided to push the conversation and confront him. And he drops the bomb on me that his roommate is actually his mother. And now I don't know what to do about that. Wait a minute, because <laughs> that answer doesn't answer your question. Why can he not spend the night at your house? He kept 
telling me that like it was because the bed was uncomfortable, but it turns out his mother doesn't want him to sleep at my place. Oh, I get it. So his mother, for an adult, how old is he? He's 30. Too old to be doing this. <laughs> so his mother, he's 30, tell him you can't sleep over at his girlfriend and listens to his mom? Yes. Rachel, Rachel, Houston, we have a problem. Yes, if, do. Yes. And so the question is, why would you want to keep dating a guy who's 30 years old, lives with his ma, and listens to his mother request that he doesn't do sleepover with his girlfriend? Why would you want to date him? Well, in some ways, don't you think it's a good sign that like he's so close to his mom and he cares about what she thinks and, and he treats me so well? other than this one thing. Ah, uh, yes, but, you know, when you're a little boy, you also have a wonderful mom and you can listen to her, but, you you know, you have to listen to her. When you're a 30 years old man and you have a girlfriend, if your mom tells you, uh, hey, you can't have a sleepover at your girlfriend, that's border, you know, unhealthy, not normal, not a good sign. So I want you to reflect again on this and ask yourself, now that you know this, why would I want to date a guy who I will never spend a night with, and then decide if it's your best interest to keep on going, or in your intuition, you might say, you know what, I want to spend the night with my partner. I just don't want to just go there, ooh la la, and leave and go back home. Right. This is this is not who I am. No, it's not. So if it was me, I would not go on like this for very long. But I'm not you, and I let you decide what's best for you at the end. Okay. Thank you, Rachel, and have a good night. You too. Last question of the night for you. If you were on a first date and your date showed up 15 minutes late and did not apologize or acknowledge it, would you go out with them again or not? The answer is next on The Rendezvous. If you were on a first date and your date showed up 15 minutes late and did not apologize or even acknowledge it, would you go out with them again or not? Honestly. 15 minutes late, no apology, no acknowledgement. What do you do? Give them a chance or not? So I actually posted that question on my social media to know what you would say. Here are the results of your vote. And thank you for voting massively at Rendezvous Radio. 31% of you said yes, I would go out with them again, even if they don't even apologize. And 69% said no, if somebody doesn't apologize being 15 minutes late, I do not give them a second chance. And I belong to the no also. If I invite you on a date and you're 15 minutes late and you don't text me before or don't apologize or acknowledge it, you're just simply rude and I just don't want to date somebody who has no manners. And that's how I feel about this. Thank you so much for listening to The Rendezvous. Thank you for your calls. And bonsoir et bonne nuit. Good night. The Rendezvous with Simon Marcel.